this is a new start to the podcast. Um, I have made multiple podcasts today because it's my first time. And um, either the audio is bad, the cast interrupting, or the universe just does not want me to record a podcast. We really went from intense to gens to very zen vibes. I was going to say Gen Z, but I've heard that a lot and I don't know what that is. Actually, I should um, Google it. I'm so tired right now because I've been running up and down my house trying to find earphones. Um, and I can't because my mom's hid them and she's not home. So um, if you're going to kidnap me, not today. Not today. I'm telling you, I am not in the mood to be kidnapped today because... It's an intense day. Let me quickly give you a summary of my day before we get started to the podcast. All day, I've been watching TikToks about online businesses. And you know what? They have worked. But then at the same time, they haven't because I need to pay for the business, which I don't have money for. Or it's not it's not, it's not, not working in my country. Anyways, some sketchy things. So that was my day. Um, So I wanted to make podcasts because... I don't like showing my face. Um, I wanted to make a YouTube channel. And I did in like year seven when I started, uh, got into secondary school. And then I was like, nope. Because uh, when I told my classmates, the reaction wasn't nice. Um, in conclusion, we're saying no for that, to that for now. Anyways, I hope this podcast grows. It goes. It reaches many people. Loads of people listen to it, and I hope we do not be controversial, because um, I might die. Anyways, so in my first podcast, I wanted to talk about an experiment. This was an experiment that um, I was watching a YouTube video, and this experiment came up, and I just had it in the background. And I was just listening to it and I wasn't paying attention to it. Fast forward two years. No, not two years. That's um, a, a lot. One year later and I start um, A-levels. And <laughs> guess what? We learned about that experiment. I only remembered bits of the experiment from the video. Currently, I'm taking on my education folder, which contains the experiment. As I want to make sure I do not give misinformation as that would be unethical. <laughs> um, psychology. Anyway, so I wanted to talk about this experiment because it's actually very interesting. It's very good. It talks about social roles and I, I think it's a it's the right time to talk about this experiment, especially with what's going on with racism and uh, from the police brutality. Anyways, there's been loads of racism going on. Um, since the death of George Floyd, there's been protests and the people have been reinforcing his name everywhere to make sure it's heard and it's beautiful. Um, and I wanted to actually, jo- I hope I can one day join a protest for a good cause in my life because that would be amazing. And yeah, and obviously I wanted to do, I wanted to join the George Floyd one, but obviously that's not in my area and I'm only 17 so i can't really drive there even i even though i have a driving license no i actually i don't know about that the whole uk thing confuses me but i passed my driving test so anyways um no way i do have my license okay (laughs) anyways so this experiment 
was an experiment which interested me a lot. We had to do an essay on this experiment. It's basically uh, into our heads. And it's about conformity to social roles. So what conformity is, conformity is basically where you see someone doing something and you want to do it yourself. You imitate others, you conform to the rules, you conform to the norms. I hope that's the right definition because I, I don't really, I'm not really good at describing things at all. It's basically when you follow something and conformity to social roles is where you have a social role and you follow that role correctly you just follow that rule. For example, when we are shopping and there's a line, our social role in that situation would be to stand in the line. Now that would be conforming to the social role by standing in a line. Now, if we instead pushed into the line, that would be disobedience. Basically, conformity is obedience. It's like obedience, you know, it's following. So yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, I hope I um, help people understand that conformity explanation. If not, please Google it and do not hear me for explaining it badly because I haven't done psychology for like a few months now because of the coronavirus and my exams being cancelled, which is quite sad, but kind of low-key happy inside because I didn't, because I would be intense, I would be going through intense revision right now and this podcast, which may be a success or a failure, would not exist. Okay, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna scream. Five minutes into this and we still haven't talked about the main podcast and I'm laughing like a hyena. Anyways, so this guy, his name is Zimbardo. He is a psychologist and he wanted to create the Stanford Prison Experiment. This experiment was conducted in the University of Stanford. Um, I think it was in the basement and they turned it into like a mock prison. So they wanted to make it as real looking as a prison as possible. Um, and the the what they wanted to do was to ex- to investigate the extent to which people would conform to the role, roles of a guard and a prisoner so it was like a role-playing stimulation of prison life and part of this aim of the experiment was to see uh, was to test the dispositional versus the situational uh, hypothesis which saw prison violence either due to the personalities of guards and prisoners the dispositional or to the brutal conditions of the prison environment basically the situational hypothesis I genuinely apologize if I'm stuttering so much. I'm just low-key nervous, you know. Hmm, don't I'm just scared I might get cancelled, like, because people get cancelled all the time. Anyways, so what they did was they advertised on newspaper and they were asking for volunteers for the study of a prison life, paying for like around fifteen dollars, and seventy-five males took part, and only twenty-one got accepted. Now. One issue with this was that it was males. So people, psychologists usually argue as a criticism that it cannot be generalised because it's only males. So it's um, androcentrism. And also um, it was in America, so it cannot be generalised to other cultures because cult- there's cultural relativism, you know. Different cultures behave differently to such situations. Anyways, so yeah, there were 21 students who took part though in this study and they were males and they were american and they made sure to pick 
um, those who are most mentally stable, physically and mentally, and free from like criminal, um, didn't have a criminal record. Um, and they also randomly assigned people as guard and prisoner. So there was um, 11 prisoners and 10 guards. Um, and then Zimbardo, who conducted the study, he was the prison superintendent. Um, yeah, as I said, the basement uh, of the psychology department of Stanford University was converted into a mock prison and they tried to make it as realistic as possible. And you know, when they first started the experiment, what they did was this is beginning of the experiment, by the way. <laughs> I mean, first, okay. Anyways, um, I'm so weird. I'm sorry if I keep annoying you. I'm not even going to listen to this again. Anyway, so the beginning of the experiment. Um, what they did was they went to the people's home, the uh, participants, and they arrested them. Um, what's it called? Quotation marks. Arrested them. It was like they tried to make it as real as possible and they used real police to arrest them. Nobody, they didn't go to actual jail, by the way. And what they did was they fingerprinted them, they stripped them, and they deloused them. So this was dehumanization, you know ish is really dehumanizing um and the dehumanization was increased by prisoners they were wearing um let me see they were wearing numbered smocks nylon stocking cups and this was to stimulate that they had shaved heads and they had the chain around one ankle personally i think this is all too much Anyways, so guards wore a khaki uniform, reflective glasses, and this was to prevent eye contact. You know, like, I'm I'm the position of authority and you are subordinate right now. Anyways, and the, the guards had handcuffs with them, keys, and tr- those truncheons, I think. And this was but, um, just to, you know, make the guard as realistic as possible, but there was no physical punishment allowed. Um, nine prisoners were placed in a cell they had regular routine and visit times and whatever so now it gets interesting <laughs> yes after 10 minutes of maybe possibly listening to this it possibly gets interesting so the guards and prisoners they quickly settled into their roles you know their social roles they were conforming to them the prisoners were being prisoners the guards were being guards and then um, there was a rebellion, which was obviously immediately stopped. And the rebellion showed that the guards were becoming more sadistic. Basically, they were becoming more inhumane. They were taunting the prisoners, giving them meaningless tasks, boring tasks. And the prisoners became submissive and they were questioning the behavior. And some prisoners were even guarding, uh, I mean, sorry, side, siding against prisoners with the guards. Um... Uh, when there was the pro- protest. Also in this study, de-individuation was um, noticeable because the prisoners would refer to each other instead of their names, they would refer to each other as numbers. Also, a finding showed that after 36 hours, one prisoner had to be released because they were crying. Literally, this study was so intense. There was so much psychological harm. Though the guards were into their roles so good that pres- some prisoners were crying. Some prisoners also developed these symptoms. Like uh, some prisoners um had a severe rush. This was one prisoner actually, and then because of these all these findings, which were really intense, it, the study got 
uh, which was supposed to go for 14 days went down to 6 days because there was so much harm and uh, and in later vid- uh, interviews it was found that you know <clears throat> the guards and the prisoners were actually really surprised at their behavior because these people never had any contact with prison they never behaved as such and when they saw themselves behaving like that they were like where does this come from which is the main question of the research Therefore, they concluded that the situational hypothesis is favoured over the dispositional because none of the participants, um, you know, they ever showed such behaviour before the study. Therefore, it was the environment of the prison which actually caused them to behave that way. Therefore, it shows that individuals are able to conform to those social roles demanded of them no matter what situation and even if it goes against their moral beliefs so both guards and prisoners they showed how they showed how your situation genuinely affects you and even like studies of obedience show that you know people are quotation by the way only following orders None of it comes from their personality, because there was also this um, there was there was this case where this guy who was a Nazi he was arrested and trialed, and when he came through into the what is that room called where you where basically came through the trial room, and everyone saw him. And heard how he talked like. And everyone was like shocked. Because when they looked at him. They were like. Wait this is a normal man. How was he able to kill multiple people. People saw him as a nice man you know. And that's really hard for me to comprehend. But yeah. But these psychology experiments. Honestly really do show you that. They really do test your mind. They show you that. Is it really the personality. Is it really the situation. What is it. It it properly. It probably shocks you because it's not something you expected. It's not something you noticed, not something you realized until the research day. Anyways, that is the end of this podcast. I had fun making it. I'm not going to listen back to it. So if I said anything controversial, I hope you can just, um, you know, just forget about it. Okay, I that, this, what I just said right now is probably controversial. Anyways, peace out. Bye. Take care.